Welcome back to the Chill Sounds and Breakdowns podcast. Uh, very special guest today. They're, they're, they're all special, but I'm really excited about this one. Um, they are one of the vendors for Chill Sounds and Breakdowns. They're also one of the people who kind of help us run it. And I'm really excited to talk to you, but I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself. Hi. Um, my name is Robbie. I run Robbie Juniper LLC. Um, my pronouns are they, them, and I have a small plant uh, rental and care service business and I also organize a lot of markets slash events in Fort Worth. Yeah, which came in really handy for us yeah. because honestly, like DJ and I both were kind of clueless when it came to like yeah. vendor setting up bands and stuff like that. We're like, yeah, we do. We've dealt with that for a long time. But uh, with vendors, I think we honestly were like, it's probably going to be around the same thing. And it, it's a little bit of a different ballgame. Yeah, so we're kind of really glad to get there. Um, how long have you been like organizing that as long as you've been doing your business? or? So I actually just started my business back in June and I just started organizing biz, uh, organizing markets in July. Really? Uh, so I've only done four so far. Oh my that goodness. That was my second. Really? Yeah. I, honestly, we couldn't tell because you kind of like <laughs> immediately knew what like everybody needed to do. And, I've and worked we enough markets at this point that I kind of know exa- what they're expecting. Mm-hmm. So I know how to kind of gear that direction. But that's definitely, it was a good experience for me. And there's not really too much nerves going into it. It's just more busy than anything else more busy yeah uh i guess i would see that kind of, and you and with your business i'm sure you're around them a lot um i know you yeah. just did rollick yes uh yesterday yeah. or so we actually the rollick was happening mm-hmm. um but i actually that i the part that i was in was my own market i organized oh. that one we it was a plant specific market that was running in conjunction with the rollick uh we or we were in communication with the organizers of the rollick and mm-hmm. made sure everything was running smoothly um, and we had, we were supposed to have 12 vendors, but we ended up just having seven, but it worked really well regardless. Yeah. And we're going to be back next month too. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, it was cool. I met, uh, uh, Blue out there. He was really nice. Yeah, they, were really awesome. nice. they were really nice to talk to. Um, so your business per se, uh, I was reading up a little bit, but you do, not only do you like, you, you sell plants, um, mm-hmm. and I saw a few of the ones that you had, but you run like a rental part to yeah. it. So I work a lot of markets. I try and work two a month or so um i actually have two pop-ups that i do monthly at this point so at lazy daisy coffee on camp Bowie, i do a plant pop-up there um the last saturday of every every month i just set up my table bring all my plants and sell plants for a little while Mm -hmm. um and then next month i'm actually starting to do the same thing down at race street coffee Um, oh cool Surprise, big yeah. news. But I just talked with Aaron last week and we're going to start doing that next month. Um, but outside of running the markets and working the markets themselves, um, I do plant rental and care services for small businesses. Um, and this is something that just kind of happened kind of out of nowhere, but also with lots of work put into it. Okay. Um, So uh, back in June, I was working in a call center from home and I was absolutely miserable. Um, Can I curse on this, by the way? Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Just wanted to make sure I curse a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Break any rules. My response should have been like, fuck yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. I appreciate it. Um, But I was working in that call center for about seven months and it was honestly just absolute fucking hell. It Mm. was terrible. I was making 15 an hour, so that was pretty cool. But um, prior to working in the call center, Mm -hmm. I'd been unemployed for eight months due to COVID, um, which was the best time of my entire life, honestly. Mm -hmm. I found who I was, almost literally, honestly. Um, And before that, I was service industry, and I only worked night shifts. So I was like, 2 p.m. to like midnight, yeah. roughly. And so going from that to nothing to corporate full-time, mm-hmm. 8 to 5, do not recommend. Couldn't do it. It's <laughs> the fucking worst. Um, and plus, I have, like, I'm service industry. I'm, like, multitask brain. Mm-hmm. And so whenever you get put into a call center, there's no multitasking to be had. It is straight shoot tunnel vision, take calls. It's like one task that you can do and they don't care like if you can offer anything extra to it. Yeah. And I could not do that. That is just not how my brain works. So I kept like little doodads on my desk the whole time just so I could fiddle with something while I was working. Mm -hmm. Um, But it just honestly made my mental health really, really bad. Um, It 
quite honestly made me want to kill myself. And at that point is when I knew that I was like, I can't keep doing this. I got to yeah. stop. So um, by that point, I had been doing markets. I think I'd done like two or three markets at that point with my plants. And mm -hmm. I was like, this is fun. I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was actually friends with Cece down at Creatively Butte Goods. Mm -hmm. These are her earrings. You should go Shout get some. Shout out Creatively Goods. Shout out Cece. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Um, and so I was friends with her at that time and, you know, I really liked her shop. And so I was like, Hey, you know, like I would love to work here mm -hmm. and like help you out in the shop. And so we finally sat down and like had a good conversation about what she needs and what I can provide. And I'm honestly kind of a jack of all trades, so I can provide quite a few different things that yeah. I, even I'm not really expecting myself to provide. <laughs> um, and so we just ended up working things out there and I left that meeting, I went home, and I put in a request for my 19 hours of paid time off that yeah. I had, and then I had a six-day weekend, and then the day after I got back, I put in a week notice. Mm -hmm. I didn't even put it in two weeks, because <laughs> in two weeks, I was moving. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, I lived in White Settlement at the time, and my sister and I were getting an apartment in June, and or like late June, and so it just... I really accidentally am a big proponent of making all the big decisions at one time. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's, this is like two or three times now that I've like quit a job, moved, ended a relationship, uh, started something new. Just I feel like that's, I mean, it, it's a lot at once, but that's kind of smart because you deal with all of it like, I mean, I guess if you can balance it out, because it also <laughs> could be overwhelming for you. But as far as like, if you yeah. get through it, you're like, oh, it's not one thing after the other. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's it's kind of all done with, over with. Absolutely. So. Um, it's like, it's mildly traumatizing, for <laughs> <laughs> being honest. It's pretty rough. Um, it probably wouldn't be so bad if it was just quitting a job and moving, but it's the rough breakup that happens with it that just makes it really difficult. Mm, yeah. Um, so I don't recommend that part, but everything else is everything else. pretty good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I put in a week notice and then I took that week after to pack all my things and then I moved in with my sister. And whenever I told my sister I quit my job a week before we moved, she was like, you know what you're doing, right? <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> um, Basically, I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm really good at winging it. Um, and so I quit my job with a vague idea of selling plants at markets. Um, and then I was talking to my dad, and he's like, you should do, like, plant rentals for businesses. Like, go take care of their plants. And I was like, that's a pretty good idea. And I would already kind of been thinking about it. Um, and so I just started working out the logistics of it. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do that. And so I got an LLC. I got my nursery license, which is important for uh, work. the state of Texas. What's a nursery license? Um, so plant nurseries, mm -hmm. um, they have to have a specific nursery license because the plant laws in Texas and also just United States in general are really strict because invasive species are um, really important to pay attention to. Yeah. Bugs from other countries, plants from other countries in general, anything. Oh, okay, so, so you kind of have yeah, to... Yeah, the laws are pretty strict. That's kind of um, cool. So it's just, it's something people don't really think about whenever it comes to working with plants. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Legally. Um, but yeah, so I had to get that, and I got all my proper licensing, and then I, um, CC has been like one of the biggest mentors and supporters, and she's given me so many opportunities mm -hmm. to not only just like grow myself, but prove that I deserve everything that I'm receiving and yeah. everything that I am making for myself. Um, so Cece is literally the bomb. She's one of my favorite people. Um, and like, not only that, but I just, I have so many other people who have been supporting me entirely. And I know that that's not necessarily a super common um, experience. A lot of people who start their own small businesses are told like, oh, why are you doing that? And like, mm -hmm. go get a job. It, you know, it's not going to work. Very limiting. And it's usually by, you know, people who even had, like, something they wanted to do and they yeah. got shut down. And it's just like a continuous cycle. Exactly. That's, like, one thing I, uh, I talked like to DJ a lot. like generational trauma. Exactly. Basically. And it's, that's, like, who you maintain around you is so vital to the Absolutely. way you experience your life. Because things like, things like this podcast wouldn't have happened if I didn't have DJ telling me, like, 
oh yeah you can do that and you know yeah. helping me out and, and helping and then I have uh, Dizzy who does aeronautics who helped us throw chill sounds also like is lending me one of the cameras like so That's things like that nice. it's like okay you have to have a good set of people around yeah. you to not only support you um, you know with things that they could let you lend you or help you with but also just encouraging and actually legitimately believing in you and helping in that business so not only Absolutely. those are like the people who don't ask for you know freebies and stuff like that who legitimately want to go out and like oh how much you know how much is this plan okay i'm paying full price for it because yeah. i'm not gonna that, that that always seems like a weird concept to me when when a friend has a business and people are going to ask for like discounts and stuff I'm like you don't understand like running a business especially starting off is expensive you throw in a oh, lot God, of your own so money expensive. at the beginning like you, to turn a profit it's probably going to take a while before you realize like like you said you're licensing your llc all that stuff takes yeah. money plus like the time you spend into raising these plants because i think we you were, we were talked briefly uh, on the weekend but you started off you said like you had about seven plants and now you have over 70 is that yeah. what you were saying yeah so at the beginning of quarantine i had about seven and i was really passionate about my seven little plants that i had <laughs> and i, I love them so much and then as businesses started back opening back up i was like i want to go to a nursery i want to see what else there is and then i um fell into the rabbit hole of plants <laughs> um, and I ended up at the end of quarantine I had about 70 um, however oh that God. number has gone anywhere from 50 to about 90 I think wow I don't I think I hit the hundred briefly um, but it just kind of it fluctuates really depending on where I'm at and what my mental health is like yeah. and what have you um, but yeah plants have been just a big life changer for me honestly mm -hmm. really weirdly um but it's just it's been such a good time and i really enjoy where they've taken me um but i do have a lot of supporters and just friends who really believe in me and that's really awesome yeah um like before all of this um interacting with small businesses has always been like super important to me that's always been like if i can i'm gonna go support a small businesses versus a bigger one mm -hmm. and i know that that's kind of like general mentality at this point but that's always just been something that's like really important to me and um i go to a lot of different coffee shops because i really like local coffee um yeah. i generally don't go to starbucks unless mm. i absolutely have to yeah um i go to mcdonald's for coffee because it's cheap cheap um yeah. but aside from that um but i go to all these different local coffee shops like ampersand on bledso my best friends i love you guys race street coffee here um there is um i just there tried was, race street yeah for the yeah. first time today yeah, yeah. it's so good so good <laughs> absolute sweetheart i've been going there since they opened um i think they opened like just at the middle of quarantine or something i like think that. so yeah um so it's just it's been really nice watching them grow um and there was craft work over in uh west fort worth but mm -hmm. they have split up their locations into different other coffee shops now um but there's just so many and i really love going to all of them so i've made a lot of friends through that like um the owner of lazy daisy coffee mm -hmm. i go there all the time as well um i met vic through Craftwork. they were a barista there mm -hmm. and i've known them for like three years now and like a year and a half into them working at Craftworks, they quit and i was like oh my god what why'd you quit i'm gonna miss you and they're like i'm opening my own and i was just like yeah. holy shit, dude that's <laughs> awesome and so like since i started doing my own plant markets or plant pop-ups um they were like hey you want to come do one here and then i did one with them and then a couple months later i did another and then both times people were like oh when are you coming back are you going to be here again and so at the end of the second mark uh second pop-up with them i was like hey people really like this. Mm -hmm. I would be willing to do this monthly if you want. And they were like, yeah, let's do it. Last Saturday of every month, I'm completely down. Um, so Vic has always been a huge supporter of mine. Um, they're opening their second location here soon and um, over on White Settlement um, in West Fort Worth. And it's just, it's gonna be gorgeous. And I'm so excited. It's in the River District. And, um, but I just, I make all these friends in small businesses and then you know, I've, I've just always been a really social person, a social butterfly. I talk a whole lot, if you can't tell, and um, which I guess is important for interviews. It's good. Um, it makes us, it makes my job. I, I don't have to say as much. And I'm like, oh, you just go. I just yeah, <laughs> yeah, I will keep going, trust me. Um, but, you know, I just, I've always made all these friends. And then whenever I decided to quit my job and do my own thing, I started telling people about it. They would start offering things to me. And I was like, wait. I've been networking this whole time. 
I was just about to bring yeah. that up. It's I have grown with the concept of networking being business meetings and lunches and all these people, that, but networking is just that you talking to just you know your friends. friend you know and and making friends and then friends you realize how many people have talents and you say like opening a coffee shop to me in the past would have been like that's crazy like how are you doing that that's impossible to me that's the way it was you know what I mean? like i'm not gonna know anybody that's gonna do that and then just by talking to people you meet people who have yeah. that drive but that that thing is like networking can be done anywhere like Absolutely. you know uh that's one thing i talked to dj you know here all the people we talked to all the people that ended up doing the event it's like that's that was all just by meeting them here and you know uh talking to them he's like yeah. oh i was like i was like dude that's networking like and it just like clicked this thing in my head it's like oh every day talk to i was like talk to as many people as you can like because you never know who's gonna who's starting their own business yeah. who has their own business who's Definitely. doing this who's doing this art and this and and so many people are so many people are and maybe don't have that support system like you you know you you know walked into one and and you know had people that that are willing to to help you out and things like yeah. that but that's that's talking to the right people meeting the right people mm -hmm. but yeah networking is, is as easy as just striking up a conversation with yeah. anybody and I will say I am generally pretty shit at starting conversations. <laughs> I don't know how to talk to people. Um, but once they start talking to me or I hear a conversation that I could contribute to, I throw myself into it as much as I can. <laughs> um, so I make a lot of friends by accident, more or less. Yeah. Because, you know, like I'll sit down or like I work in a I work in the boutique down the street at Creatively Butte Goods mm -hmm. uh, a few days a week. And, you know, a big thing about retail and small businesses is small talk. Mm -hmm. Whenever they come in, you want to chat with them, make them feel connected to the store. Um, and I, I do my best at that. That is not my forte. Cece <laughs> is much better at that than I am. She's a saleswoman queen. She's amazing. Um, but like. I'm slowly learning it. It's a process. Um, yeah. Sometimes I feel a little socially inept, but you know, once I start talking is when it kind of changes that. But I, um, I do my best there. Um, but I just... It's kind of weird. Small talk is a, I think is one that if you're good at it, uh, for me, I, 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 do, I work retail for a long time and still yeah. kind of do. Um, and it's just one of those things that once you have like so many small talk conversations a day, it's like, oh, I just want to speak to something about someone about something that actually matters, which is why I have thoroughly enjoyed doing this podcast because Absolutely. I'm like, oh, I get to talk to people and they're legitimately talking to me about stuff they love. I'm like, that's I like I can't like pay to have those conversations yeah. you know, with people. Um, so it's it's really nice. Talking. So small talk is a little weird. And I, I don't I don't think you're alone, definitely. And, and you know, struggling with that or even like being a little weird to start off with. Um, but I think once you start talking about like the things that you know you're passionate about, and like I said, obviously like um, the story you're helping, you know, you're helping out there. Um, but the, uh, you also have your um, plants featured there, right? With yeah, with Gary, yeah, it's I do one keep my places. plants in the shop there. It kind of makes it easier for me to um, have them like actively sold. They don't. Um, I've only sold like one or two out of the shop so far, but mm -hmm. you know, like it's a good place for me to. I keep my business cards there and I, mm. on all my plants, I make these little care tags that I stick into the soil. Um, so it tells you the name of the plant, the uh, botanical name, the all the care that it needs, and I have my social media on the bottom. Yeah. And so it kind of lets people become familiar with my logo and it lets people just kind of like passively like see and acknowledge my mm. business. So then whenever they see my business cards and other businesses, they're like, I've seen that, I've seen before. that before, and so it, it um, I don't know, it's really nice that I get to keep my plants in the shop there and it lets me like more actively take care of them because I go to work every Wednesday and then I water all my plants as soon as I get there and mm. then that way I'm not forgetting to take yeah. care of my own plants. That's true, that's true, and uh, with uh, with the rental and things, that's that's one thing uh, when you, when uh, I found out that that's one thing that you, uh, you offered, mm -hmm. it kind of came to mind that it's like most people like the way plants look and Absolutely. like this and that but as far as like taking the right care for them is yes. it's also like a big responsibility yes. that, that I don't I don't think a lot of people take into account when they buy a plant they're like oh let's buy a plant it looks pretty for a while and then like oh it died you know uh -huh. because and it's usually lack of care what besides like you know your normal watering which is not always normal because every every plant I'm assuming is different yes. as far as your watering goes. What what are some things that you would have to like really take into account with that? Um, so I do 
the rental services because, you know, like you said, some people want plants, but they don't always know how to take care of them. Um, so I actually provide three different services. So I have the rentals, which doesn't come with any care services. Mm -hmm. So that is where people can have the plant. They can take care of it. I'm still going to come in weekly. I'm going to check over the plant, give some pointers here and there, what they can be doing better, how mm -hmm. to better take care of it, um, to make sure my own plant doesn't die. True. <laughs> um, and then just let them do it from there. And then it's um, a monthly process. So it renews every month, more okay. or less. Um, and then the care services is if they already have plants, but their plants are suffering and they aren't quite sure what they're doing, um, I can come in and I take care of their plants for them. And mm -hmm. I come in weekly for that as well. And then the third one is a combo where I bring in the plants and then I also come back and take care of them. Mm -hmm. So they can just sit there and enjoy them um, without having to completely invest in keeping the plant itself or yeah. any of any of the other things but in regards to the care services themselves i do water weekly but i also fertilize and i prune the plants of any like dead or unsightly leaves um i change out soil if it's needed i change the position of them so like some places and businesses get better light than others so i can swap the plants around so that they can get the proper light that they're mm -hmm. needing um and it's just like overall general maintenance General maintenance, yeah, on the plant that, like I said, it's something I think uh, most people, and it's probably just because I'm saying it because of me. I was like, oh, what what does a plant need? And I've 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 gotten a plant before, and I found one that was like the most low maintenance like plant yeah. that I could find. I was like, let me start off with something like this, and it was just like it's like all you have to do is make sure the soil is moist, and like every now and again, like change it out. Like I think it was like every two years that they said, um, and I was like, oh okay, um, it was like a ginseng i think which i bought at ikea i don't know why i didn't even know they had plants or anything yeah but uh but it was nice you know, it, it's it's still a feeling like of accomplishment daily and it looks like nice and like it, when you're taking care of it it's just like an added yeah thing. that's that's what you're saying where like kind of plants helped you out like kind of like during your like quarantine period i can definitely see that because you're taking care of a living thing you know Absolutely. and depending on how well you take care of it is how you know like you know it's gonna grow and beautiful like it's gonna grow and um i think that's that's really cool as far as like what plants you choose to like have does that like depend on like where you're at i know you're talking about like with you with the nursing license like it's you kind of have to determine like what plants you actually can bring in and yeah like so um i really just kind of specialize in common house plants at the moment um there are more rare house plants but that is more for the like plant experts more or less um and like rare plants get really expensive yeah. and like it's also like um demand and supply and demand that's what i was like okay um like if people are like wow that's a really pretty plant I want that and if more people want it then the price is going to go up mm -hmm. so for instance there's the pink princess philodendron and that one is so expensive <laughs> <laughs> uh, like it's really just like a tropical plant it's really pretty it's got some like like nice magenta to lighter pink colors on it um and it a uh, like four or five six leaf plant of it mm -hmm. can go for a hundred two hundred dollars really easy yes okay <laughs> people buy like because there's nodes of it which is how you propagate the plant you can cut off at the node and put it in water and grow another one mm -hmm. um people sell nodes of them for like 70 80 bucks 100 bucks oh my gosh yeah people really go hard on these plants um <laughs> so it's there's a whole like crazy community with the plants that you would never expect um like the I'm a moderator in a Fort Worth plant peeps group, mm -hmm. um, and we actually just hit our 1,500. Um, really? We just started the group like a year ago. Wow. And we have 1,500 in it. Um, and it's just so active. Um, Shay Dardis is one of the uh, leasing agents here on Race Street, I mm -hmm. believe, um, and she is super active in there. She's actually who I met CC through, so shout oh. out Shay. You're cool. bomb. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like... It's just there's so much in it that you would never expect. Um, but I've made so many friends through the plant community, mm -hmm. and it's just so much. So much. That's <laughs> yes. how the, but uh, that's one thing I love about I think everyone I've talked to so far is anything that they're doing is that sense of community. Yeah. And is like one of the biggest driving forces in all these things. Absolutely. And that helps you. And that 
helps you be part of it because like more people you realize more people are into the same things the, the most basic thing more like anything that you're into that you love doing like somebody else loves it too and somebody Absolutely. else benefits from just talking about it and just being uh you know passionate about what you guys are doing so uh, i'm not surprised that it's built up like so many people like so quickly yeah. um is that is that like all over or is that just here in like the city as far um, as the, the so members fort worth plant peeps is fort worth proper so anywhere in um like tarrant county basically okay um as long as you're not in dallas you're in fort worth plant peeps more yeah. or less <laughs> there is a dfw <laughs> um plant peeps group too but we're the fort worth one and um it's just, it's so cool seeing the community. And, you know, there are communities pretty much in every specialized um, thing. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not good at words. Words, um, things. But, like, for the markets, for instance, there mm. is a huge market community in Fort Worth. Yeah. Um, Wandering Roots is actually the market organizer that Shay runs with um, Maria. Mm -hmm. And they are both such sweet people and they run quite a few of the markets here in Fort Worth. Okay. Um, they have markets at Tulips all the time over on um, South Main mm -hmm. and um, just they've run some really, really smooth markets. I've worked a few of them now. And um, they were they've been a big inspiration i guess for how i run my own markets yeah um just because things go really smoothly and it kind of gives me some direction of how things should go but in those markets and then um lola's on seventh has markets all the time they have yeah, the rummage, the rummage the though, yeah. um and all the same vendors roughly there's a good amount of vendors in fort worth of course mm. everybody's a small business but you just you work so many markets and then you just start recognizing everybody mm -hmm. and then you just start like seeing them at all these different markets and you make friends yeah. because you're all in the market community and so everybody understands and everybody's like willing to lend an extra tent if they have it or help you out with a like mister if you're like dying of the heat um and everybody's just so supportive and kind to each other um and i don't I don't know where I was going with that. I don't that. know either, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, no, <laughs> I we're it. just talking, yeah, I mean, I, I assume in, in everything there's definitely community, which is what I really loved about, like, the, the Chill Sounds event is I feel like that's, that was our goal. So when, when yeah. DJ was bringing it up and talking, um, his goal from the beginning was how do I bring different people together Absolutely. and in the, on the first one we did was, was a small scale that he did. Um, it was just basically, he's like, oh. The concept was still, how do we bring different people together? But we just based it on music genre. So we, you know, booked bands that wouldn't normally play on the same show. And we're like, okay, like that'll bring fans from these people around. And then, uh, you know, with this second one, he, uh, because of the pandemic, the, 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 the originally like lineup got, everything got kind of screwy. And he had a year to think bigger. And it's like, okay, how do we get other people? So the vendor thing was, I think somebody, he got someone to offer to, to vend and we're like, okay, like how, how do we bring more? Like how this and yeah. that. That's why we were so unfamiliar with that community. But I love the fact that people came for one thing. You know, if they came for the vendors, they saw like, oh, there's also, you know, food out here. Someone who's never, it's, it's in the middle of summer in August yeah. and people were eating ramen. Like, yeah. and it was just delicious. because of try it, it was, was great. Warm. Yeah. Yeah. It was very warm. <laughs> I had to let mine cool off quite a bit, but yes. it was delicious. <laughs> um, but uh, that, and like I said, someone, someone who came to skate saw some people playing music and then, uh, and we're and and the idea is still there is that the feeling of everybody was just there to have a great time and I feel like yeah. everyone there did like everyone saw something that they weren't planning to see but uh, equally enjoyed it enjoyed doing that um, and that's kind of like the basis of what 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 the festival is it's kind of what the basis of what I want this to be is just to it's not one thing per se but I want to show people how much talent there is in the area because yeah. there is there's Forward so is many really people doing it. yes absolutely wise. absolutely like i i don't know really how i got into the market community more or less because like i worked a couple markets even before i was doing plants i used to sell art um and that's actually so whenever dj messaged me last year mm -hmm. um to be a vendor for chill sounds um i was selling art at the time really and i was like yeah definitely that sounds great 
And then he messaged me again this year and was like, hey, we're, we are still doing this if you still want to. And I was like, yeah, but just to kind of let you know, I don't, I don't do art. I don't sell art anymore. He's like, <laughs> oh, what, what do you sell? And I was like, I do plants now. And he's like, sounds good. I like that. Um, <laughs> and so I wasn't even originally supposed to be an organizer for the event or anything. Um, and I actually, I met Daniel through like happenstance. Mm-hmm. So we have a mutual friend, Isaac, um, and Isaac and Daniel worked together at Simply Fondue like some oh, years wow. ago. Yeah, well, um, and then two, two and a half years ago or so, I, I worked at Simply Fondue for about a year and a half. Um, and Isaac and I went out after work one time to Oni Ramen when Daniel worked there. Okay. We sat at the bar and we got a drink with Daniel and I met him then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then since then, Daniel and I have just kind of like cycled through the same little areas and so I like guess. floated around the same kind yeah. of circles and stuff like and that so I met Daniel through pure happenstance um, and um, it's just it's so cool that it kind of worked out that way because it was just a completely unexpected connection yeah um, and like I feel like he and I have really kind of helped each other grow in certain areas and um, through like the markets um, or through chill sounds itself i was originally just supposed to be a vendor and he messaged me um about a month or so before the event and was like giving the briefing for all the vendors and i was like okay cool is there gonna be like set spots or Mm. is it just kind of first come first serve and he was like honestly like i wanted you and cc next to each other but like aside from that i'm just kind of figuring it out (laughs) i've never really vended anything and i was like i can help yeah. And he's like, really? And I was like, yeah, because um, the month prior, uh, Cece had her one-year anniversary um, okay. for the shop being open. And so we did a pop-up market to mm-hmm. celebrate. And we had like 20 vendors, I think. And it went really smoothly. There was only like one hiccup maybe. No, that was just like vendor placement. Okay. Um, but I, I have organization brain, like... No other. My own things don't look at my room. Um, other <laughs> people's things, I'm great at organizing those. <laughs> and so with Cece, she told me that she was organizing this. And I was like, okay, um, can I help? And she was like, sure, what can you do? Mm-hmm. And so I took all the vendor contact information. I made a spreadsheet out of it. I drew out a map of the courtyard and where all the vendors are going to go. And I made a vendor briefing and I contacted all of them. And organized all of them really so she basically sourced the vendors and approved them and then I did everything else and so whenever the day came and we did the market um, like I worked the register in the shop and she just kind of got to go out and socialize and network and sell things and we actually did see so since then we've had two more markets okay Um, but our year anniversary was the most sales we had done in one day for that mm-hmm. entire year. Wow. And then um, on September 4th, we did another market. It was just a vintage artisan pop, pop-up market. Mm-hmm. And we actually beat our sales. For the one year? For the one year. Wow. By about 100 bucks. And then um, we did just under 100 bucks of the one year for this past weekend as well. But they've all like basically are being, like, they're yeah. all successes. Like yeah. they're all like. The, the three market days that we've done most recently have been our top three in sales for the year. That's, and that's it's so been, awesome. It's been incredible. Um, but you know, that first market that I organized with CC went so smoothly and like I felt so good about it. And so I was like, you know, like I can help if you need it. Like yeah. I'm not completely experienced, but like I know enough of what I'm doing that I can make this happen. Yeah. And DJ was like, yeah. Absolutely. I no, love you have help. no idea how like relieved. Like he, he yeah. gave over and he's like, he's like, oh, like Robbie agreed to help me like manage the vendors. Like so, I, that's one thing less of I Like he was yeah. so relieved and yeah. and honestly, yes, because I, I was I was thinking about it. I'm like, you you are trying to run a lot. Yeah. And I know you could probably do it. Yeah. Plate. But I'm like, you have a lot on your plate. Um. And and you know, the fact that you know you helped and volunteered and to to help with that. Uh definitely made the festival run a lot smoother than, than, yeah. you know, than it could have. Uh, and I was honestly happy to make that happen because I knew that he had a lot on his plate. Um, and I honestly don't know that he was expecting me to be as thorough about it as I was. Yeah, did, did you draw the map? Is <laughs> I it, did draw Okay, because I remember he's like, he's like, I got a map. And I'm like, where'd you get a map from? And yeah. it's like, like, it looked all organized. I was like, oh, like, because I thought he like drew it himself. And I'm like, oh, like, let me, so let me look at the map. And he showed it to me. I was like, 
this is very detailed like yeah. into like where everything was gonna go and stuff like that and yeah the uh the venue location for the the vendor side of things was um basically in a big field kind of mm -hmm. um and there was lots of like trees and plants and decor kind of scattered through it and so it was a little bit more of a complex location mm -hmm. to organize a market around versus like here you would move all the tables you'd be like okay there's a line here there's a line here and there's a line here, yeah that's it um but with that one, you had to be a little bit more um, specific about it because there were so many intricacies about the location. So he was like, hey, do you want to come out to the venue, check it out, see how you want to organize things? And I was like, yeah, I would love to. And so I came out and I brought out my um, tablet and I walked around the venue and I was just sitting there drawing on my tablet the whole time. Mm -hmm. And whenever I came back over, he's like, did you draw a map? And I was like, a draft. <laughs> <laughs> and like the draft is so messy compared to the final copy that he probably showed you. Yeah. Um, but like, he's like, oh, you're, you're like drawing a map. And I was like, yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I just, I don't think he completely expected me to be as in depth with it as I was. Um, but I mean, he also doesn't really know anything that goes into organizing vendor markets. Yeah, so exactly. It's, it was all unfamiliar territory for him. Um, and so whenever I left that day, after spending like an hour walking around in the heat, drawing out this tablet, um, this map on my tablet, he texts me, he goes, thank you so much for like everything you're doing. Like it's literally been the best help and I really appreciate it. And I was like, I got you, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Which, Anything I can do to take something it, off your plate. Which I'm glad is is kind of what was created around the entire event, is that we learn, again, it, it just... Helping others. Exactly. And it made more connections. Like, okay, now, whenever, you know, they need help with something, like, and they need you for something. Like, there's that we built, it's building this network, this infrastructure on how to get this done, you know, next time or for other absolutely. events or anything like that. I go, you know who you can count on to come to. It's like yeah. it's slowly building this team and getting to know more people. And, it's just investing and, in the future. Exactly. And and it helps, especially when it, it's a thing that benefits everyone who's participating. And that's yeah. what we want it to be. We don't want it to be where it's like, it's like, hey, you, you help me, and then that's the end of it. No, it's it's yeah. I, we we love the fact that it was mutually beneficial for everybody. Everybody got a got a chance to kind of have their moment and shine and like, um, and yeah, that helped definitely didn't go unnoticed and is appreciated a million times over i know for him and from from me like um it oh, definitely like helped out on it so we definitely uh appreciate appreciate everything that you did and, and helped us yeah, out yeah and you know like helping others is really important to me too um like through what i was talking about with the small businesses i love supporting um small people as much as i can um and you know it was really important to me that daniel had help because it was a really big event bigger than I think he was intending mm -hmm. um, or expecting it to be and it just you know I was happy to be of some assistance to that and then not only that but it helped me get more experience and get it under my belt because even day of there was some hiccups just because my vendor map was good mm -hmm. but it wasn't completely accurate okay. and so with the lighting situation that we had we had to move some booths around and um, we had some people not show up and what have you but you know aside from those things it still went really smoothly and so that was just another thing under my belt and so that then led to me organizing CC's next market and then organizing my own and that one's gonna be happening monthly and so I'm really happy that I've gotten the experience that I have to build better things mm -hmm. um, because things are only going to improve uh, the more that I do and you know I know that there's gonna be another chill sounds next year and I'm gonna help organize that one too because I really I really enjoy organizing markets yeah. like it just it does something really nice in my organization <laughs> brain and like I I'm um, service industry, so I am a people person. Even mm. if I struggle talking to them, I yeah. know how to talk to them sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> or at least communicate to them effectively. Yeah. Um, because at, I think for Simply, Simply Fondue helped me out in a lot of different areas. Because mm. if you're unfamiliar with it, it is a fine dining fondue restaurant. And there's four courses. There's like salad, which servers don't really do anything with we just drop it off but then there's the cheese course which the servers come out and they make the cheese in front of you at the table okay and then there's the third course which is the entree the meats and you sit there and you cook it at the table there's burners on uh, every tabletop okay. um and so the, with those things being said it's a bit of a dangerous job mm -hmm. um 
what you wouldn't really expect from a restaurant uh, on the server side of things yeah. at least. Um, but you know, you have the safety of your patrons at your fingertips more or less. Um, <laughs> and you have to make sure that you are communicating effectively of how not to burn themselves mm -hmm. um, because it is an electric stovetop on their dinner table every single time. And yeah. also whenever they're cooking their meats, it's in fry oil. That's oh. in um, soy, soybean oil. Yeah. And so like... That's dangerous in itself. Yeah. Exactly. So you have to be very communicative, effective, and let them know exactly what they need to do. Mm -hmm. And so that in itself, I think, has really helped me in how to organize things now, mm -hmm. um, now that I'm doing my own thing, because it lets me know, like, just how to talk to people that you don't know. Yeah. Um, and help them understand things. And they know that you were just there to help them understand things. Exactly. You're not there to, like, boss them around or anything. So that's really helped me in that facet. Um, but, you know, like, in helping people, I think there's also another layer to that for me. Um, so a big thing about my business is that it is queer-owned. Okay. Like, I have that on my website. I have it on my business cards. My logo itself is, like, a hand with a plant and a rainbow coming out of it. I, really, I, I love your logo. Yeah. It's lots of it's fun. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, and I think I have a business card in my backpack. Um, but I... You know, it's really important to me that I help people in that because this is Texas. And while we are growing, there's still a lot of conservatives who don't trust queer people who are homophobic, transphobic, what have you. Mm -hmm. And me being queer overall, that I use that as a very vague term because mm -hmm. why label myself all the time? Yeah. I do have a bunch of labels that I fall yeah. under. I'm like non-binary bisexual slash pansexual polyamorous all of that stuff mm -hmm. um but like you know it's so much easier to just use queer um but there's so many people in texas who are discriminatory of that and people are scared of what they don't know about and yeah. they don't want to learn about what they're scared of yeah. and so if i'm coming to you as a queer person, making it very known, I literally have it tattooed on my arm. Um, <laughs> it's like the first thing you see about me, be it my website, my logo, my me in person. It's the first thing you are going to notice. And, um, well, aside from my hair, I guess. But <laughs> uh, that's a given. Um, but it's just I want it to be completely known that that's who I am. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are like, well, come on, don't make your sexuality your personality trait. Um, why the fuck not? I'm a queer motherfucker. It's, Why would I not? It's so weird when people like mention that. It's like it's just it, it's part of you. Like how yeah. are you? How is it not going to be part of your personality? It's how I navigate through the world. Exactly. And like, um, I saw this thing pretty recently that was like queer. Not queer is in your sexuality, but queer is in being different from your surroundings mm -hmm. um, and navigating as an individual versus what's to be expected. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I really like that. I thought that was a really nice um, way to describe being queer. And so um, I do, I guess somewhat at this point, consider myself to be a queer educator. Mm -hmm. um, Cece and I, we did a live stream back in June um, for Pride Month. Um, and we just sat there and talked for an hour about my experience as a queer person, what I think is important, what other people should know. Um, and that was, that was awesome for me. It I already knew that I like talking to people and like being looked at yeah. when I talk to people. <laughs> um, but that just, that helped a lot and made me realize that like that is something that I'm good at mm -hmm. and I know how to continue to do that. And I, through my business, you know, I do plants and I'm queer and that is like the surface level of it. But underneath that, it's about introducing people to something that they may not be completely familiar with. Mm -hmm. I can help answer questions. I can help them become comfortable in what they don't know. Yeah. And that's what's really most important to me is that I can help people understand because not a lot of people do. And even if they are like, yeah, I totally support like queer rights, go for it. They still don't necessarily understand it. It's a, there's a difference between just supporting like on the surface because you know you should, you know what I mean? And then there's a difference in actually like knowing what what that's you know, that strife is like or what struggles you face or you know Absolutely. what normal know what normal life looks like for you. It's different and that goes for so many things. Um, 
in in you know in just life and people i think sometimes definitely definitely like fear the unknown what they're not familiar with what they don't experience with yeah so it's it's like people who who are you know homophobic or anything or anything against that it's for the most part have not had an experience with like having yeah. like a friend you know who's queer or 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 part of the community um and and that alone is is the biggest change in yeah. like yeah because you are getting to know them talking to them for sure oh my god it looks like it's gonna rain so. <laughs> um but but no I, I love that that that's part of like something that you're incorporating into yeah. like your business plan is like let me introduce you into something um if you are unfamiliar even even if you're not homophobic but you're not familiar with it and, and you're you know scared to even like attempt it i i know people who are are that way too like don't want to i i think for a while i used to be like that like i just didn't ask questions i was doing what what you were explaining before like i was like oh i'm i like i support you but i didn't understand it like yeah. i didn't understand it. and i and it's impossible to understand it completely but the more people you talk to the more people you open up yourself to the more you get closer yeah. to really understanding like what what um you go through like yes uh, the other day actually um Saturday I had a I had a one of the artists here his name is Young Sativa he's a he's a rapper who did chill sounds and uh and he's gay so he spoke on like what the culture with him is and, and yeah. how how it's harder for him things like that and I'm like oh this is you know this is the first time I'm talking to someone who's an artist in a genre that doesn't fully support like that I'm like yeah. okay so again that's me opening and that's one thing that this offers me that I love I was like oh I get to open myself up to so many people and experiences and that's that's great that that's part of your yeah. um your experience with your with your business that you on top of providing a service and everything you do you're trying to actually again create a bigger sense of community more yeah. people will want to get together if more people understand each other absolutely um, building connections and taking care of their plants for them more yeah. more importantly um, and you know a big part of what I do is that I'm making those connections um, because connecting with people is something that I hold very near and dear to my heart um, like that's why small talk is so difficult for me because it's fucking pointless. There's nothing yes. to, like, <laughs> act, there's no substance to what you're talking about. There's no true connection. It's just like, hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Thanks. Um, like, there's nothing good in that. That's mm -hmm. very boring. That's passive. I'm not going to remember anybody that way. Exactly. Um, but, you know, if I sit there and I have a good conversation with you and I make some connection, I'm more likely to remember you. I'm going to have a stronger uh, relationship with you in that way so it's not so much a business transaction of hey I'll take your money and I'll take care of your plants it's mm -hmm. hey I'm Robbie I'm here to take care of your plants and we can have a good conversation while I do it yeah um, and I think that's just really what it is and for being like a queer owned business um, I felt that was really important to include because it is a personality trait for me because mm -hmm. um, that is just who I am. I yeah. am queer. And um, if I see two businesses who do the same thing, um, but one of them says queer owned and the other one doesn't, I'm going to go with a queer owned one because mm -hmm. I want to support my community. Yeah. And um, I was kind of aiming for the same thing with myself. Um, and I do have rainbows all over everything because <laughs> I love a good rainbow. Um, who does? But it's the first thing you see anywhere. And that's I want people to recognize that mm -hmm. like the passive acknowledgement like I was saying earlier yeah. of just you see it and then you see it again and you're like oh wait I've seen that before mm -hmm. and it's just the rainbows all over everything is how you're gonna kind of notice it yeah and so it's part branding but with good intentions yes um, and um, before any of this even started I had always talked about wanting to run a queer market um, oh wow like I remember talking to my dad and my brother over uh, lunch one day like probably back in May or so mm -hmm. um, and I was like yeah like I want to run a queer market sometime and my dad and my brother were like I don't know about that and I was like what do you mean and they mm -hmm. were like you know if I like support like having the queers have their things whatever but you know if I have if I if, say if I was a vendor and I went to apply to a market but it said queers only I would not want to vend there and I was like that's fine mm -hmm. it's not for you yeah and they're like, it just feels really exclusive and like exclusionary and discriminatory. And I was like, it's not. It's, mm -hmm. it's not exclusive. It's highlighting, and there's a difference. That's that's the word that came to mind exactly when you said that. It's it's highlighting. It's yeah. it's not purposely trying to exclude you to like for malicious reason. It's just there's a group 
that you know has been marginalized for so long it's exactly. like it's giving them the opportunity for an extra like boost that they you know don't always have the opportunity yeah. to have and it, it's it, i think once you try to flip that into like oh well you know that's the same thing that you know have, has been happening oh there's the rain um i think i think that's definitely a, a, a good idea it's a good like way to highlight you know people your um culture because that's part of like who you are and what you do um, so that's, I think that's really great. I think that you're, as far as the way your business is getting built, um, and what you're doing for the community and what you're doing to help, you know, the queer community, which is, you know, part of who you are and just educating people who aren't part of the community to, to definitely learn about it. It's, it's something great. I'm glad you, uh, you were a part of Chill Sounds this year and helped us out so much. And, and yeah, we're definitely excited for you to definitely keep helping us and, and keep talking to us and helping, you know, help educate everybody yeah. around it. That's definitely one thing that Chill Sounds is, is at the root is, is like, let's create community. Let's bring people together who yeah. don't normally understand each other. And I think you're a big part of that. Well, thank you. Um, so again, yeah, thank you for coming today and speaking to me. Absolutely. I don't want us to get wet. No, I don't uh, either. Mind <laughs> so, if I, uh, no, no, no. Some, thank plug, you. Plug everything you uh, need to do. So my website is HTTPS colon backslash backslash uh, dot K-E backslash juniper, uh, like the plant. The like the plan is not in the URL. Um, <laughs> and my Instagram and my Facebook are both Robbie Juniper. Um, you can find me at a lot of markets here on Race Street. I will be having a plant market here the second Saturday of every month, um, along with the Race Street Rollick. And you can find me at Lazy Daisy the last Saturday of every month. And you can find me at uh, Race Street Coffee the third Saturday of every month. Absolutely. Everything will be linked down in the description of the YouTube channel. Plus, go follow the Chill Sounds of Breakdowns Instagram page. Um, all the events that Robbie will be a part of will be shared on there as well. Um, but, yeah, thank you again for stopping by, Absolutely. Robbie. Appreciate you. Uh, and we'll see you guys next time. Cool. Thank you.